Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. Elliot Danka and Ziaul Rausch. And today we are talking about golf. Yeah, it's quite an exciting weekend, I guess, in that in that sense, because uh, Singapore's hosting the Live Golf uh, event, which we're quite looking forward to. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm already seeing some of the Instagram posts uh, from some of my friends who have gone uh, the early part of the weekend. I think as early as yesterday you could go in or, or, or this morning. Uh, but there's a piece of news uh, that's quite interesting. I think so, this is something that's quite up our alley. Uh, Live Golf's Bryson DeChambeau has come out uh, in the middle of the week uh, talking about how, and he, by the way, he's a former US. Open champion, right? He he talked about how you know the Live Golf series risks becoming obsolete to the omission of those from the Live Golf competition, and the thing that that becomes obsolete here is world rankings. Mm, mm. I, I do feel for the players in that sense because. When Live Golf was mooted, it was always going to be this breakaway competition that provided more uh, money for golfers. And at the end of the day, we talk about sports athletes. They have a very short shelf life in that sense. So they're out there to win as much as prize money as possible. And therefore, the Live Golf tournament was an attractive one. But now mm. then you talk about the, the discrepancies. It's almost between like fighting between two parents, right? You're going to have to yeah. pick a side. And that's not very fair to the athletes, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not very fair also because... At the end of the day, Live Golf has a slightly different format. There's the team format. I mean, the last time you get to play team format is probably college golf, right? So uh, this is something that's fun. And Live Golf's plan here is to make it more exciting for for people, for for kids, you know, M- more exciting as a sport or more sexy as a sport, uh, as we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but take, for example, now, if we will look at football. Once upon a time, uh, a couple of clubs wanted to build this Super League that wouldn't be sanctioned by UEFA. But it'll bring in a heck of a lot of money, right? Potentially, rankings could be affected. Player salaries could be totally different. And I think for the players, like the recognition, is that fair? I think you bring up a fair point because when the Super League was mooted, it was purely driven by money, right? Yeah. For the bigger clubs to make more money. But yeah. to your point, Live Golf is a slightly different stratosphere where the game of golf, with mm. all due respect, needs a bit of reinventing in that sense, right? It needs a bit of, to make it more attractive to the younger audiences. And I think Live Golf plays its part in doing that. So it's a tad disappointing that now it's come into question in terms of player rankings and all. And to answer your question, it is unfair because at the end of the day, the athlete is there to excel at the sport he or she plays in. So why are they then subjected to this politics, shall we call it, in terms of rankings, in terms of... Um, prize money in terms of being able to participate in certain competitions or not. I think ultimately the craft should take centre stage rather than this sort of baggage, shall we call it. I like how you put it now, this sort of baggage because if if you think about it, right, why should, there's, there's always a governing body, but why should that governing body, you know, uh, be the only one to determine how world rankings are, are, are sorted. Why can't within that governing body, there's another um, department that decides on the world rankings and then you choose to play, okay, do I play the PGA or do I play Live Golf? I mean, that is your career path. Yeah, you would so think you so. The career, you play Live Golf, no ranking. So if I, I'm in an in a independent indie radio station in Singapore, I have no ranking. Uh. That, that's <laughs> not very fair, is it? And you speak about perhaps an independent body coming in to do the rankings and stuff like that, that makes complete sense because then they will be 
impartial, right? They, yeah. they won't have any vested interest in certain tournament or tournament formats or breakaway leagues. They will rather just base it on the craft. And I think I, again, go back to that example of being caught between two parents, right? Yeah. Sometimes when we're growing up, we're forced to choose a favourite and stuff like that. It's a difficult situation to be in. And I think it almost takes away that desire to, 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 to push and excel at your sport because you want to bring up the, the game of golf in terms of excitement. Is it really the old format that exciting? Not so much. Yeah. So you can understand the younger generation perhaps pushing for a new format, a fresher format. Mm. So it's not necessarily all just about chasing paychecks, right? It's yeah. about trying to serve a greater good for the sport. And something like give, Live Golf deserves a bit of recognition in that sense for being a trailblazer. I agree with you. And and I like that we're having these sort of discussions right now. You know, players like uh, uh, Brian or, or Bryson uh, DeChambeau coming out to talk about this because, I mean, even if you look at the world of tennis, they have done a lot to make it more sexy to really amp the atmosphere up. Yet at the same time, there's a discrepancy between male and female where prize money is concerned. Uh, some would argue that the females don't deserve the same prize money as the males because they only go up to three sets. Males go up to five sets, so physically more tiring, you deserve more money. Having said that, look at the stadiums. The female players are selling out the stadiums. The female players are, are probably bringing in more money sponsorship, more appeal sponsorship, and let's face it, they, they look great. You know, when, when they play tennis. So they are bringing so much attention to the sport. How could they not get the same prize money? Exactly. I think it's a bit dated to just throw the argument yeah. about the three sets, five sets rule, right? There's more to being a sports athlete in this day and age in terms of viewing figures, in terms of sponsorship. So I think all that needs to be considered in terms of what an athlete serves, the purpose that athlete yeah. serves and what they bring to the sport when you talk about fairness in terms of their rankings or their prize monies. I think this is an evolving conversation. And one thing I have to say about Live Golf, we talk about them being trailblazers, yeah. trying to change the sport almost, right? I have massive respect that players who are participating in this tournament are using their platform mm. to fight the good fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to put yeah. these statements out there to force people to think about the fairness involved in the running of this sport. And I think it's important because the conversation has to start from within because if you are from different factions, you're going to take different sides. But if you're a player who's essentially caught in the middle, you are the one who needs to push that agenda slightly more yeah. so that it serves a greater purpose. And I tell you what, Live Golf does so much, especially on the diversity front. I mean, just look at our good friend, uh, Sue Ann Heng, who is uh, a golf commentator for Live Golf. She's female and she is respected, you know, with the amount of knowledge and experience that she has uh, as compared with her, her, her counterparts. You, you see that equality there and that's something that I really like. You know what else? Uh, fighting the diversity front, just take a look at their championship director, a female by the name of Vic Jones. That's that's a big deal. In fact, uh, we caught up with her earlier today, uh, asked her a couple of questions. So uh, here's what she has to say about the preparations for uh, bringing Live Golf here into Singapore. So we uh, came on site for our first site visit with the team from Live back in August of 2022. Uh, and that's when we start to map out exactly where we're going to put all of the structures, all of the temporary infrastructure that's needed for the tournament and how the spectators and fans are going to flow through the golf course. Um, and then fast forward to the end of February um, and the build starts um, where all of those plans are then signed off and put into action. And then we start constructing all of our hospitality structures as, such as Club 54, our Champions Club, the Gallery Club and the Birdie Shack. Uh, and then a little bit later on, the fan zone starts to take shape. 
and then we're ready to go for arrivals on uh, the Friday morning when our fans enter the course for the first time. I love the name. The Birdie Shack. Yeah, it did, it did catch my attention, right? It's a very yeah. it's a very exciting event. Like, I'm, I'm just going to come out on a wimp and say it. I think a sport like golf, sometimes I feel, is better enjoyed on television because otherwise it becomes okay. a purpose to okay. chase the ball over yeah. 18 holes yeah. over a course. <laughs> but I think they're doing it brilliantly in terms of everything Vicky mentioned, mm. the hospitality, the events. It, it becomes a whole festival rather than just an event, a sporting event, right? I think that's excellent how they've set it up as a weekend to be enjoyed. Yeah, and you know, you talk about that festival mentality, right? It really is that that uh, kind of appeals to new golf fans, old golf fans, as uh, Vicky mentions. In terms of the fan experience with Live Golf, um, it really is golf, but louder. We have music all around the golf course. Um, it's a very upbeat atmosphere. There's great camaraderie between the players, which I think the fans can see and really enjoy. You know, the range is buzzing. Um, the fairways are, are um, full of people, music from tea to green on every hole, and it really does create a fantastic atmosphere. Um, we also try and get the, the fans as close to the action as we can, uh, and there's a lot of interaction between the players and the fans on the golf course, which I think is, um, creates a fantastic experience. And we're definitely seeing this translate into a younger audience at live events relative to other more traditional golf tournaments. Uh, the appeal of the, of the atmosphere and the slightly less formal surroundings um, seems to go down very well with perhaps some of our younger golf audience that maybe haven't been traditionally golf fans. So nice to introduce us, the game to a new audience. Yeah, I think coming to Singapore was always part of the plan. You yeah. talk about the Sarapong Golf Course being yeah. such a beautiful oh, venue, but it amazing. almost seems like this event Live Golf has set up is going to transcend that venue in a sense where you talk about reinventing golf, yeah. which was our app title for yeah. the last time we caught up with Su and Heng, right? But you can just understand from Vicky herself in terms of the events they're bringing along. Golf fans allowed to make noise on a golf course. Yeah. Look, I've covered a few fair few <laughs> yeah, golf yeah. tournaments in my life. I've been I, I'm I'm naturally a loud guy. I've been told to shut up on the <laughs> golf course plenty of times. So it's music to my ears to know that you're allowed to make noise with it. And I've been following Sue Ann's coverage of yeah. golf. She was in Adelaide last week yeah. and she uploaded this beautiful photo of the final tee being packed, the atmosphere and that's what these athletes live for, right? The energy from the fans and just canvassing that. And I, I, I know this is a multi-year deal, but I'm so excited for Live Golf to get underway this weekend and yep. then just grow in stature year on year. Golf but louder, one of the things that makes it so different. Another element which I think the fans really engage with is the team element of, of the tournament. So having our 12 teams um, and having you know another storyline, another angles, another talking point is, is fantastic. And you know, for a lot of the players in particular, once you finish your college golf career, there are very few opportunities to play as a team. So Liv really gives the guys the opportunity to bond and build the relationships with their team. And again, that's really where the fans are getting engaged. And we're seeing people in the merchandise shop buying their team shirts, their team caps, picking their teams for the week, and then following that out onto the golf course and cheering for them through the tournament. I love the team names, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Some of the team names that they come up with, and I like that point Vicky brings up about keeping that team element going. Yep. And with a sport like golf, sometimes you go into a Sunday and it's just the top five who are in yeah. contention. But as Suen touched on when we previously spoke to her, this team element keeps it alive for a bigger part of the playing field, right? There's mm. more vested interest from the players of different factions. And I think 
there's excitement when it's a team sport because then you are counting on your fellow teammates to do just as well. And look, the the team names might catch the eye, but there's also some big hitters out there on the course. So I think that's going to be a fantastic weekend in terms of just sporting action, but entertainment as well. Yeah, and you know, it's more than golf, right? As you pointed out to me earlier this week, because uh, footballers, uh, legends in the form of uh, Dwight York and uh, Patrick Berger, formerly from uh, Liverpool, uh, made an appearance as well uh, in a bit of a meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost like a sporting festival, right? And if the organisers are listening, Gareth Bale is a big golf fan, so maybe oh. in the years to come, that could possibly happen. He should take part in live golf. Oh, yeah. I can, I can if, see this If working. Wrexham don't beat him to it, because apparently they're in contention to sign him. But hey, again, going back to the tournament itself, it's exciting because there are various other athletes yeah, who yeah. not necessarily play the game of golf professionally also involved. It yeah. gives fans a chance to get in touch with their heroes and the fan zone by the looks of things is going to be where it's at. Let's get some final words from uh, Vicky Jones, Championship Director. So we're looking forward to welcoming crowds out to the event this weekend. Um, there are still tickets available, so please do buy tickets. You can go to tixer.com or livegolf.com and purchase there. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend and there's some fantastic golf ahead of us. The leaderboard's looking nice and tightly packed at the moment, so uh, it should be a fun finish for, for Live Golf Singapore. Thanks very much to Vicky Jones, Championship Director, and the folks over at Live Golf for putting this all together. Um, chain smokers this weekend? Yeah, I was just going to touch on it. Look, if you're not convinced about the sporting goodness, what about some music goodness from the chain smokers? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.